Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Almost Friday! I honestly have no clue what day it is. I'm so upside down. If I wasn't looking at the computer right now that has the date on it, I would be all kinds of messed up. Here's what I know. It's championship weekend in the NFL. Both games on Sunday and then two weeks until the Super Bowl. You guys, the Super Bowl in Las Vegas for first time ever is exactly two weeks from Sunday. And then... That's it for NFL games that matter. Pro Bowl, uh, that's not even really a game anymore. It's flag football. I guess those guys can practice for the Olympics. Uh, But we're down to three games, and then it's a whole lot of news. It never stops. We know this, right? We learned last year that the NFL has strategically scheduled owners' meetings or league meetings or... GM meetings every month. It's like every few weeks and everyone is required to show up and do press conferences. Coaches breakfasts and GM lunches and every couple weeks we're going to hear them all talk. It's crazy. It's the same thing over and over again. The NFL does this on purpose so that it's never out of sight and out of mind. February 27th through March 4th is already when it's back in action with the scouting combine. Uh Yeah, I know it's not that far away couple weeks after, and the combine used to be four or five days. It's now like a two-week process. It's a convention. And then, Jay, what are the chances that in April, late March or April, they have owners' meetings? I don't know, in Florida, Arizona. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. You'll see it. Because remember last year, we were blown away. It's like, why are we hearing from these people again? We just heard from them a couple weeks ago. April 1st, clubs that hired a new coach may begin off-season workouts. I'm sure they'll be talking then. Oh, yeah, but there's meetings. There's going to be meetings in there somewhere. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It's earlier than April, actually. March. Uh, March 24th through 27th. Annual league meetings in Orlando. There you go. Oh, they do them in Florida this year. Yep, we're going to hear from them at least once a month. Leading up to the draft, and then, of course, it's workouts and it's practices after the draft. It's OTAs, both voluntary and mandatory. We can't miss you if you never go away. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on our Facebook page, also on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. You can use my Twitter as well. And then our phone number is 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. I don't know if Arthur Blank would have hired Bill Belichick instead, would have hired Mike Vrabel. These guys didn't want the job. Not sure. But I do know that everyone that I've heard from so far about Raheem Morris is 
thrilled with this hire for the Falcons. He's been the Rams' D coordinator, and he's been on the defensive side of the ball for most of his career. Now, he has dabbled on the offensive side of the ball in terms of lower-level coaching and being part of meetings, but his bread and butter is defense. Guys love him. We'll hear more as we head through, but Jalen Ramsey, one of the latest I've seen on social to rave about Raheem Morris. The respect that he has in the locker room is palpable. And his success now as a Super Bowl winning D coordinator earns him that credibility. At the same time, it's been over a decade since he was hired as a head coach. We'll see how this goes and how quickly he gets assimilated. But the big question, of course, in Atlanta, if it's not head coach, well, it's now quarterback. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio as we usher in a football Friday. We now know the finalists for the awards, which is always fun because at least we get a picture of who are candidates for these awards. I'm sure you're not surprised that the finalists for the NFL MVP are Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Christian McCaffrey. There's two more. Those three are not just finalists for MVP, but also Offensive Player of the Year. But the MVP group also includes Josh Allen and Brock Purdy. Three of those guys are still playing, which is neat. Two of them are on the Niners, and they play for Kyle Shanahan. It's what they deserve, the way they played all year, the way they played last year. Um... I mean, both of them at their positions, as good as anybody at quarterback and running back I've been around. Also watched football for a long time, and um, there's a lot of good players in this league. So it sucks that one person's got to get all those awards, but those guys are right there with those other guys. He cracks me up. I couldn't tell if he was happy about it or he was annoyed that maybe his guys weren't going to get as much play, not going to get as much run. So those are your five MVP candidates, but not a big surprise. Josh, Brock, CMC, Dak, Lamar. Okay. Other finalists for Offensive Player of the Year with Lamar, CMC, and Dak are Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb. I mean, tell me again why we need to replace Mike McCarthy as coach. I know it's not the end game that the Cowboys wanted, but man, the offense was a juggernaut this year for the most part. Where are the defensive players of the year? Here we go. Miles Garrett for defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons and Deron Bland. Oh, hey, there's more Cowboys. Max Crosby and TJ Watt. Those are your finalists for defensive player of the year. And Watt had 19 sacks. Crosby 14 and a half. And then Miles and... Micah each had 14, but then we know about Deron Bland, uh, the new NFL record with five pick sixes. That sounds funny. Five pick sixes. Five interceptions returned for touchdowns in a single season. 
I think the Offensive Rookie of the Year category is actually the toughest one. Of course, C.J. Stroud. But also, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, both from the Lions, Puka Nakua, also in the playoffs with the Rams, and then Bijan Robinson is one of the bright young talents that Raheem Morris inherits. Yeah, that's a tough category. I don't know, Jay, which way would you go? Oh, man, that, I agree that might be the toughest one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you look at, like, I see Bijan, and I feel like I'm not even thinking him, but he's a rookie running back who had almost a 1,000-yard season. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard not to go Stroud, even though Puka did set rookie numbers because Stroud's just the position itself. But Puka put up literally historic rookie numbers. It's hard to argue that, too. Mm. Laporta's a beast. I know it's probably going to go to CJ, as you point out, but if it wasn't CJ, I'd go Puka. Yeah, I'd agree oh, with that. Oh, my goodness. He set records left and right. And didn't even have Matthew Stafford all the way through, most of the way through. But remember, there's Cooper Cup on that that uh, receiving core as well, plus the work that Kyron Williams did, and yet still, he essentially caught almost everything that was thrown to him this year. Think about how Kyron Williams isn't even in the conversation. He was a rookie too, correct? Mm, I oh, think he was a second-year oh, okay, guy, but I don't think he played a lot okay, last year. Yeah. yeah, so it feels like he was a first-year guy. Um, I'd have to go back and see his numbers from the year before. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure he was the second-year yeah, guy. you're right. You're right. But did he play a lot the year before? Um, I don't think we really talked much about him at all in 22. I'm he looking. He played in 10 games, didn't start, and he, had, he rushed the ball 35 times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so we're talking about a handful it. of yeah. carries, yeah. So he was a breakout player. Right. For sure, if there's such a category. <laughs> That'd be a cool one. I mean, Puka <laughs> could fit that one, too. Even yeah. though he's a rookie, I guess they all are technically. But. Right. So the Rams had some good young players. Uh, Texans obviously have some good young players. What about the coach of the year category? This one's also fun. It includes Kevin Stefanski. Duh. My gosh. What a job he did with the ragtag band of merry men on offense. Uh, Let's see. D'Amico Ryans. Yes. Dan Campbell. John Harbaugh. And Kyle Shanahan. OJ, where would you go? I got to go Stefanski. I was yeah. thinking Stefanski even before I saw the finalists come out. Just like you said, the rag, the what four quarterbacks? How many five. linemen? Five quarterbacks. Five starters. How if many you include, the... I forgot who started in Week 18. But if you include the one, okay, yeah. that they put in in Week yep, 18. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, come on, and they still had 11 wins, made the playoffs. That was an impressive job. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. No Nick Chubb. No Nick Chubb. Right after Week Two, but Jerome Ford was a bit of a breakout, and that defense was so good. Yeah, it's hard to go, but but how does D'Amico Ryan's not belong in the same category because he's a rookie head coach. He's got a rookie quarterback. He's got a bunch of young players. Didn't Will Anderson have a huge year too? And he was also mm-hmm. among those uh, top draft picks last season. How many receivers broke out for that team? Nico yeah. Collins, Tank Dell before he went down. Right. Oh, I mean, it's the defense was really good. Too. I know. And came out of nowhere. It just depends on what perspective the voters took. I think losing your quarterback is is a big deal. And losing your quarterback again, and then again, and then <laughs> again. again. I mean, to, to deal with that and still be con- like pretty consistent throughout the season and win games and make the playoffs, that's to me, deserves coach of the year. More than 
John Harbaugh, who had the best record in the league, or Kyle Shanahan, who just by virtue of having one quarterback all season uh, took a major step forward. I think the roster is just so much better. Yeah, I mean, great true. jobs out of them, too, of course. But, but remember, the Ra- Ravens lost a bunch of running backs. Mm-hmm. Then they lost a bunch of pieces on defense. And Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. For a couple of games, too. Oh, yeah, they've had to piecemeal it together as well. They also have the MVP. I feel, like, I feel like the Ravens made more in-season moves than any other team out there. They still made moves. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Hakeem is in Atlanta, wants to weigh in on Raheem Morris. What do you think? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's actually the guy I wanted for Atlanta. I'm glad we got him. How come? Yeah, You said how come? Yeah. Uh, basically because he, he's been here before he, he – He's a great DC, and everybody mm-hmm. like loves him. Like he's a guy yeah. that that makes everyone around him happy. I, I, he made me happy the <laughs> little time he was in Atlanta. Um, and I also want to uh, wish you luck on your keynote um, your, uh, speech you have coming up. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, all hey, right, look, y'all have a good night. I have well, to. Fl- I had to fly through Atlanta. You have to fly through Atlanta. Uh huh. Oh yeah, Augusta, right? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Thank you. I appreciate that, Akeem. Thank you for listening. All right. (laughs) Happy almost Friday to Hakeem. Have a good time. Yeah, have a good time. I will definitely have a good time. Well, kind of. It's going to be a bit of a whirlwind, and I'll tell you why, because I'm going to fly there right after working and then be up all day, uh, meet, get met at the airport with a coffee, and the deputy commissioner of the Peach Belt Conference. And then she's going to take me around and show me Augusta. And then she's going to drop me in my hotel. And I'm going to have all of six minutes to close my eyes after having been up for more than 24 hours. Uh, I'm sure that's that's not going to be helpful at all. Get dressed, go to dinner with the commissioner and the deputy again. Probably talk to my mom for a couple of minutes. Fall asleep by 9 o'clock with the phone on my face. And... Sleep 10 hours if I can. Uh, Very rarely happens. And then be up all day on Thursday, the panel discussion, the breakout sessions, the keynote, and then back to the airport where I bet there's going to be weather that delays me so that I get stuck in Augusta for 90 minutes. I have to hoof it to my connection in Atlanta, which is a big airport. They never, ever, ever, ever have your connections in the same terminal. What? I think they do it on purpose. I think they do too. When you only have to go one terminal, it's actually a, a victory. But they never, even if it's the same airline, never have your connections in the same terminal. Minimum 25-minute walk. <laughs> and, and it's always way down the stairs. Four, four corridors that yeah. are just nothing there. Right, it's crazy. And so I bet I'm going to get stuck there. And then when I get on the plane in Atlanta... After I get there and few made it to my seat, uh, I bet there's going to be an announcement that says, we are number 18 for takeoff. There are 17 planes ahead of us. It's almost like you've done this. <laughs> and then the flight's going to be late getting into White Plains, New York, which is where I'm flying back into. And then I'm going to have all of, I don't know, 10 minutes at home. I'm probably going to get home, have to walk the dogs immediately in the rain. Yeah, it'll be raining. Yeah, unpack one bag, have the hubs make me a couple of wraps for dinner. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he will. Do a quick 30 minutes of breathing, box breathing, 
and then turn around and drive to work. You think that'll that'll kind of be the story? Box breathing. <laughs> Minus the box breathing. I think the box breathing is going to be important in that in that whole day uh, or multiple days. I'm so mad at myself too because I lost something that was important to me on the first plane, or I'm probably going to lose something that was important I, to yeah, me on the first sense plane. You might, yeah. Uh, it ruins the whole trip when you do that. Oh sure. I'm so upset it's too. It's the worst feeling. It was a gift, and I don't know how it happened because it was right there in the seat, and I don't I don't know what happened you after think it that. Was stolen. I mean, I was sitting right there. I don't know how it could have been. Sneaky criminals plucked it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jay. I'm so bummed. Anyway, let's hope Delta comes through. They because might. They might. They I might. mean, if it's there, if you left it, they should Yeah, be but there, somebody right? could have just picked it up and have, has taken it. Would you ever do that? I mean, I guess Oh, no, would. I would never do that. I could ever. never imagine doing that. No, I could not take someone else's personal belongings. I would, I would hand it to the flight attendant at the front of the plane yeah. and say, I found this in such and such a seat. Like a civilized human being. Yeah, I, would, I would never take someone's personal belonging like that. I don't care if it... And, and mine wasn't real expensive, but it was personal. Not, yeah, not the point. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I have hope that it could be there. Thank you, Jay. Right. I have hope in humanity as well. I try. I did fill out a form with Delta. I probably will fill out a form with Delta. <laughs> get it ready. Yeah, I'm. I was. I filled out the form even before we left the ground in Atlanta because Just anticipating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm planning on being an idiot. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to know about the finalists for Comeback Player of the Year. Let's see if I can figure out where they are. Oh, here we go. Are you ready? I cannot believe Joe Flacco's not in this. This really angers me. What? He is. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, why do I not see his name? Oh, I guess he was listed earlier with the with the Browns. Okay, my fault. Thank you. Baker Mayfield, though. How do we not vote for Baker now, Jay? It's I mean, tough. I love the Joe Flacco story, but Baker Mayfield's our boy. Oh, I would vote for Baker over Joe Flacco, definitely. Would you? Yeah. For full season of work, yeah. Yeah. All right. Matthew Stafford, nah, you've got a Super Bowl win. Step down. Yeah, he's got enough. Also, two was an interesting one because he worked so hard to be durable and play all season, uh, and I, I, he did it. I mean, I'm really impressed with the work that he put in in very unconventional ways to be prepared not only for the rigors of an entire season but to protect himself. And then the Dolphins did him a service by beefing up that offensive line. But Tua had to learn how to get rid of the ball a lot quicker. He was more a la Tom Brady this season. Right. Getting rid of the ball quicker than he ever has in his career. So the fact that he had to reinvent himself as a quarterback and look how he did. It was amazing. So I really, I see the value in Tua as well. And then DeMar Hamlin. The only thing about DeMar, and how do you quibble with DeMar? He may end up winning the sentimental vote, and and he should. I have no issues with him winning. It would be hard not to. I don't know how many games he played in, though. It was a handful. He was inactive for most of them. Mm -hmm. I hope people don't say dumb things like, oh, he only made the team because he was a good story or because he nearly died on the field. Uh, No, there's value in DeMar. Even if DeMar never sets foot on the field, there's value in him as a teammate. Obviously, uh, it's not just the guys who are on the field that make an impact. Um, it's also the guys that are on practice squad. It's the guys that are on scout team. I and mean, it takes all of these guys. Um, I would have loved, I heard someone say, if there were football gods, I mean, there is a God, but I, I don't know how much he loves football. I mean, he might. Anyway, uh, the football gods that I don't really believe in, but if they were real, that DeMar Hamlin would have had that 
first down on the fake punt in the Bills game yeah, last right. week. It was like too perfect. It was right it there. It was. And it was like, wait, what is he doing? <laughs> With a direct step. I'm like, wait a minute. I think that says Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's number three. Oh, my gosh. That was crazy. So, I don't know how you vote. I don't know how you vote for any one of these guys over any. I'm glad it's not my choice. I think there's a snub for comeback player on here. Do you? Yeah. Bruce Hall with the Jets. Tore his ACL last it's year. The Jets, though. I get it. Yeah, but he almost had a thousand yard season. Mm-hmm. He came back week one and was great. And since that first week one Buffalo game, he yep. won without Rodgers. I mean, but who would you pull out of this category? Maybe Stafford. Good point. I mean, he did have a really or good season. Flacco. I mean, come on. Wow, I thought we were on lockstep with Joe I Flacco. I love Joe Flacco, but where did he play? Five games? <laughs> like, really? Wow, how quickly you turn. The dude's 38. He was yeah, on his couch. He was fine. <laughs> he was good. He was <laughs> fine. He didn't need to come back. Some comeback player of the year. Yeah, but, the, well, comeback player of the quarter. <laughs> yeah, the quarter year. Mid-season or quarter season awards. They don't need to waste the award on him. <laughs> They don't make the playoffs without Joe. You know that I love Joe Flacco. They don't make the playoffs without Joe. That's fair. But I say give Stefanski the coach of the year award for more of the job he did. But Mm -hmm. Flacco comeback player, I think Brees Hall deserves it more. By the way, your boy Franklin on Facebook continues to post every single day about whether or not he won Survivor. I I have to reach out to him. Did you figure out what happened? No. I have to ask we're just him. Gonna, we're just going to let him win. I might, but I guess he's really persistent. But <laughs> I'll, I'll There's another him. guy that posted tonight, though, about, hey, what about my swag? Someone named Doug. I know, see, when I was away getting married, Jay mailed swag to people. Yeah. Was it the Survivor Island winners? Yeah. I don't hmm. remember if Doug was one of them. I'll have to check. I feel as though people are taking advantage of the situation now. <laughs> no, no more swear out. Uh, I mean, we might as well. We might as well just send swag to everyone. We could do a new contest soon. Yeah, we should. We definitely should. Uh, someone on Facebook actually asked me if I flew private jet into Augusta. Okay. Hmm. I work in radio. <laughs> Number one. Number two, that's way above my pay grade. I've never flown private jet in my life, and I don't imagine that's anywhere in my future. I don't even fly first class. However, on the honeymoon, there will be a helicopter ride. Really? OMG. Have you ever been in one? I haven't. No, it's on my bucket list. That's cool. It was a gift from some friends as a, a wedding present. So that will be part of the honeymoon. At some point, I'll tell you about it. Maybe I'll post a picture out of the helicopter. What would you do if I dropped my phone out of the helicopter? helicopter? Yeah, don't do that. No, it would land in a volcano somewhere, cause an eruption. It'd be cool if it was filming, though. Like while you, like yeah. you were taking a video, and right? Because like, oh, somebody, because no. somebody it, got it back. Like what? I mean, I, I just found it maybe eventually in a volcano. Not in a volcano, but just hit like the sand or. Something. Oh, I'm just gonna find it from. <laughs> yeah, a- there it is. <laughs> Get the coordinates, track it. I maybe should find put, your phone. Put find my phone app right. on it before I go to Hawaii. Anyway, that's a story for another day. I will tell you the story about the speech on the back half of the hour. Uh, I was nervous, so I I lost my place in my notes. <laughs> I'm not used to people staring at me. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You celebrated my touchdown by taking off your shirt, screaming, jumping out of the suite, chugging a beer with the fans, then jumping back into the suite. I watched this and it was pure pandemonium. Just pandemonium. Tell you what, man, if you don't run for president, this all is just going to go to waste. <laughs> this is all just, a, it looks like a political campaign. Stop. Stop. There's nothing political about this. This is just a man in his elements with his Bill's Mafia compadres <laughs> enjoying the dead of winter. That's what this is. <laughs> I wish I would have stayed out there longer to actually get my nipples hard enough. Your thermostats couldn't gauge how cold it was yet? My thermostats didn't regulate to the temperature. <laughs> there was not enough cameras on the suite where you could see Kylie, though. I wanted to see her reaction to all of this so bad. I'm not going to lie. I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, right. don't you dare. I was like, hey. It's letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. Once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no f- stopping him. Nice. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Oh, there's more. There's more with Travis and Jason Kelsey. And yeah, spoiler alert, this other bit of the story includes Taylor Swift. And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. This is hilarious. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep <laughs> at the bar. This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. Really? I want to make my best first impression. This is my best chance. My best first impression is the worst impression ever. So I, ha- I could just build Set from that, that point. Nice oh, yeah, exactly. My favorite part of that whole thing is the way that Travis cackles. Can you go to like the middle part of it when Jason's talking about how he met his wife, Kylie? This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. I want to make. <laughs> he sounds like Tom Hanks in 
Oh, shoot. What's my movie? Tom Hanks Money in Pit. Money Pit. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. No, drunk so- fell asleep at the bar. <laughs> this is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. It's one of my favorite movie scenes of all time, Marco Belletti. Like, as in all time. Can't argue. Love that movie. No, my gosh. It's the last comedy I ever watched in movie form. I don't even like comedies anymore. (laughs) No, I guess I've seen a couple of Vince Vaughn's. Does Elf? Does Elf also get Will Ferrell's yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn? Does are comedies, Elf also yes. get? Okay, fine. Yes, I've seen comedies. Elf. Those are but, comedies. But after Money Pit, uh, I retired. That's from- 1986. That did it for you. That was yeah. it. Well, I, there? I don't think I saw it in '86, but. <laughs> <laughs> So the bathtub went through the... uh... Yes, went through the floor, Mm -hmm. all the way down to the basement. I have seen that movie so many times, and every single time, I know it's coming, and it still cracks me up. And I saw it, again, not when it was in theaters or anything, but because I love Tom Hanks movies. And so that was one of ones I got later. Like, I never... I didn't see Big when it was out. I saw it much later. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, I mean, there's nothing better than his performance in Money Pit. I love that movie. I got to say, I think oh, that's a cult classic. I don't think it did that well. I, I, don't, I, I, I think it's one care. of those movies that kind of slipped through the cracks. Yeah, so good. So good. Let's talk to Lynn, who's in Buffalo. Lynn, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Amy. Thanks. Um, I was just wondering uh, if, you, if you had heard about, um, well, of course, after Tyler Bass missed the field goal, you mm-hmm. know, of course, people start getting, you know, the haters are all out on social media. So oh, then yes. they started donating... Um, to a charity that he's into a really cool cat rescue that we have here. And the last I knew, it was up to like at least $300,000. Interesting that you say that because when I was giving my keynote address to the young women in the Peach Belt Conference earlier on Thursday, one of my topics was social media and some of the pitfalls and the dangers of social media, but also the impact that it can have on us as people. And I mentioned Tyler Bass and what happened with him and how fans will lose their minds sometimes as if they were in full possession of them anyway and will then use social media and the anonymity and the lack of accountability and will go after athletes and will do and say anything and that Tyler had to deactivate his Insta account and that it was really neat to see then people start donating. But honestly, I had only checked it the day after. So I checked the totals on Monday. I'm Googling it now and it says this was yesterday. Over $270,000 in his name to 10 Lives Club. It's a cat adoption group in the Buffalo area. Yes. $270,000. They can start their own cat mansion if they want to. That's amazing. (laughs) It's really cool, and I I just think it's great. And Travis Kelsey did something really cool at the the game. There was a little girl sitting in the kind of underneath where his suite was, and Mm -hmm. he lifted her up so she could say hi to Taylor. So I, I thought that was cool, you know. Yes. Apparently, it's also Taylor Swift fans or Swifties who are rallying behind Tyler Bass, too. Like, they've heard about it, and they're going crazy on this website. So don't knock Swifties. They're very loyal, and they're very oh, no. generous. <laughs> oh, no. I think, you know, what the heck? The people just got to hate too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to stop with that. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm looking for the most updated number. The The highest number I see right now is $284,000. Uh, right, but, I saw that on 
when, geez, what day is it? Wednesday night <laughs> on the late news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but last night on the late news, I didn't catch the figure. Okay. So it's probably higher, but wow. I just think it's fabulous. And I love, I love, I like dogs too, but I just have a real thing with cats. Well, cats so. are, cats get a bad rap. They definitely yes. can be Thank aloof you. and do what they want. But I have a cat, so it's really funny because my new husband was not a cat fan. And, of course, he had no choice. It was me and the cat. Um, but I agreed to take on his puppy. So, you know, there's some there's some equity there. Anyway, uh, he said to me, I don't like cats because they're aloof and they're standoffish. And then he meets my cat, Sugar, who has never met a human. She doesn't want to sit on your lap or, like, like get in your face all the time. And now, of course, he wishes the cat were more aloof uh so (laughs) yeah no cats cats have great personalities they are a hoot and i just gotta say as an old woman oh there weren't even dj women djs until i was in college Mm -hmm. so i just think it's absolutely fabulous that now women are in sports too just you know with the guys i i think it's great well good i'm glad that you found us to listen thank you Congratulations on the wedding. I oh, love hearing all about that. Oh, thank you that so much. Fabulous. And one of these days, I'll have a blog post with a couple of choice. I would say they'll be modest photos, not, not, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just because my husband and I have agreed that, that he's not going to be on social. He doesn't want to be, and I don't want him to be, um, but there, but I do want people, I know people are really interested in, in my dress and in some of the venue, and so at some point when I have time, maybe when the Super Bowl is over, uh, I'll get to that, because we have seen the photos, and they, they turned out really well, most of them. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lynn. Awesome. I appreciate it. Be well. Peace. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's really neat, isn't it? It's uh, super cool about the Tyler Bass charity. Like I said, the, when I last checked, it was $25,000. And that was in one day, but it's now nearing $300,000. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, For cat adoption. Again, I, I'm not going to deny this. I realize. It, I, I wish it was a little bit more with humans. I'm, nothing against cats. I'm not a big cat guy. But even if it was dogs, it's just that's a lot of money. And I'm thrilled. And I'm sure it's going to go in the right spot. But mm-hmm. uh, when you're talking about that kind of money to go to a charity, I got to be fair. I would have hoped for humans. Well, think about it this way. Pets often provide mental health and therapy Absolutely. and companions to humans mm-hmm. who desperately need it. 100%. So if you look at it that way, Pets are great companions. I mean, I lived by myself for 20 plus years, and I think I would have, I was lonely. Loneliness was kind of a part of my life, but I would have been a lot worse off had it not been for my pets. Again, love pets. Mm-hmm. Had a dog, uh, had a cat for a short time too. Not a cat. A short cat. time? What'd you do to the cat? Uh, oh, don't tell me. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, the cat lives with my in laws. Oh, okay. Uh, the cat liked me a lot, which was hilarious because I didn't want the cat. Oh, they always know. They um, always know. But. <laughs> The cat had biting and scratching issues, uh, and when my son was born, mm-hmm. my wife was like, "No, yeah, you have to be so careful." So the, the cat lives with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. So we see the cat, but we don't live with the cat anymore. <laughs> we visit the cat. Yes, yeah, and now the cat's better because it's you know old, so it's better with the right. kids. It kind of like right. goes in and out and hasn't scratched or bitten any of the kids when they see them, you know, randomly, yeah. as opposed to every day. That's mm-hmm. what we were concerned with. Right. So. Yeah, that was luckily my wife made that decision. I didn't have to do it, but I was okay. leaning towards it because yeah. I didn't want the cat to begin so with. So my cat is now, uh, she's almost 16, and my dog is 14 and a half. Mm. How old is the cat? Your cat? <sighs> oh, boy. Your, old, your ex-cat? Uh, 13 yeah. or 14? If they stay inside a lot of times, they'll live for 
forever. I want to say we had it for like four or five years. My son's nine, so mm-hmm. yeah, probably around wow. there. Yeah, uh, 14, somewhere in that yeah, area. That's the thing. Pets can also be a long-term investment. They can be a long-term. You just have them around for... Mm. <laughs> Again, all four pets. Yes. I'm not a big cat guy, but cool. Cats are cool. I just, you know, like I said, that, that kind of money, I just, you know, for a bad situation to be made, great. I'm thrilled. It would have been nice if it was humans. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Human companions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I know what you mean. Yes. That money could feed a lot of people. Yes, it could. Yes, yeah. it could. Yes, it could. But this is Tyler's charity. Uh, yeah, and Can I don't think imagine? he. I, I don't think he, he expected three hundred grand to go to cat adoption at that point. I don't think he was Bob Barker when he put this whole thing up. He also I, didn't think he was going to miss a forty-one yard field goal to send the Bills home. I gotta be. That's not why they went home. I gotta be honest. I would have. You could have given me fifty guesses. And I wouldn't have come up with cat adoption as his charity. No, I'm trying to, but I mean, I'm sure that there there are a lot of things that people you know work with a lot of different charities yes. and do a lot of different things. And it was something like you know what, this is cool, and you know you you like pets and you like you want to make sure that they don't get harmed and they get adopted and everything. I'm all for that. Every pet that we had was a rescue. Like, uh, yes. yeah. But I don't think he expected this. I don't think Tyler Bass at any point well, you sat him down and was like, you know you? what? Your pet adoption is going to get 300 grand. Like, so what? great. So great. I love it. All right. Coming up, uh, my bit of my stalking Augusta National story and how my keynote went. Uh, it's, yeah, it was uh, it was hard with people staring at me. I'm not used to that. I'm just used to Jay, and he doesn't even pay attention half the time. It's after hours with a... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. We welcome all kinds here on After Hours. Lewis, who's in South Carolina, you're up next on After Hours. Amy. Yes. You know, I'm a Clemson Tiger calling from South Kakalaki. I got to tell you, y'all had me cracking up. I want to have some of that stuff y'all were drinking while y'all were doing. I got one more real quick thing, please. Wait, there's no way you could possibly top that. This is a lyric from Eddie Money. I think I'm in love and my life's looking up. I think I'm in love because I can't get enough. I'm in love with your show. I'm in love with you, Amy. Oh, well, that's very sweet, Lewis. I'm a pilot. I got a plane. I'll be there in about an hour. You are one hell of a man. <laughs> this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Maybe, just maybe, Eddie Money is singing about the Lions and their fans making it to Las Vegas. Could you, in fact, use a couple tickets to Paradise, Lions fans? I know you're very active on our social media. It is good to hear from you on Twitter, ALaw Radio. You can vote for the After Hours Game of the Week. Duh. And then on our Facebook page, too, a lot of Lions fans congregating to share their support 
and also their anxiety for one another. The hype train. The hype train. At least you've got Dan Campbell leading the charge. And we will get to previews of Championship Sunday and let you hear from the QBs, of course, the coaches. Oh, John Harbaugh talking about his brother Jim getting the gig in L.A. I love this hire. I obviously wasn't here last night to talk about it in the immediate aftermath, but I love the fact that Jim Harbaugh is back in the NFL. I've wanted him back in the NFL ever since he and Trent Baalke got into their peeing contest at uh, San Francisco, and he's earned the right to get back in. Probably could have before now, but... He left Michigan in good hands, in good hands. Sharon Moore expected to be promoted to head coach. I think that's awesome. So Michigan got the best of both worlds with Jim Harbaugh for, what, eight seasons, nine seasons, a championship, and now a coach who is well-groomed. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, so a couple of things i got to tell you about my trip to Augusta. First of all, Diana, the deputy commissioner of the Peach Belt Conference, picked me up at the airport and and she had coffee for me, which was awesome. We went immediately to Augusta National Golf Course. We, if anyone had been paying attention, as in law enforcement, we might have been pulled over for stalking because we drove by slowly in front so that I could get A, a photo, but also B, just get sneak peeks. It's not a place where you're supposed to be seeing anything. I'll tell you that. But the entrance at Magnolia Lane was open. The gate was open. Now, you can't drive in, but the gate was open, and we could see down Magnolia Lane. Producer Jay, the white buildings, the the iconic lane, the trees. We could see shot because the trees are thinner right now. I mean, it's not like they've lost all their leaves. But because the trees have thinned out, you drive down farther, and you can actually see a few of the holes. No way. Yeah, and then she drove me around the back where the service gate is open. And, again, you can see through the gate, and you can kind of see some of the white buildings, the famous white buildings up on the hill. So, so cool just to be there and know what will happen there in a couple of months. But, yeah, she drove me by Magnolia Lane, And it's not marked, by the way. There's no sign on the street that says Magnolia Lane. They do not care if you know it's there. I'm telling you, it is pretty incredible. And so there's fences and there's trees all the way around it. There are some homes, but Augusta has bought up a lot of the the spaces and cleared out a bunch of houses around it, specifically in back off the main road for parking. Parking's free. I mean, you have to get there before it fills up, but they're not concerned about making money so much on the event in terms of parking and the patrons. It's it's a very classy, well-done event. Anyway, we drove by slowly multiple times. I did get a couple of photos just of the sign that says, it's a very small sign that says Augusta National and no sign that says Magnolia Lane. But we, as we drove by, I was able to to get a, a gawking, a good gawking at it. And it was pretty cool. Uh, so I got goosebumps just driving by it three times. There was something in the air there. Just something different like about being in Hair Augusta National. Up. Yeah, it was really cool. So now maybe I will generate my my request as to be a media person to cover the event. I've always had that in the back of my mind. I've never actually applied. But why not? It usually happens right after my birthday. Not that they care about that, but I've never even tried to get a press pass. So now I'm gung ho about it again, wanting to get a press pass. So if you're there covering the event, where how far from the course do you are like the hotels or where would you stay? Oh, there's hotels all around it. Yeah. It's like any big 
event venue. Now, granted, they do one, well, they do two major tournaments, one women's, one men's. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, the rest of it is completely private. But obviously, it turns into a, a small metropolitan like area right. when it's the, the masters and the influx of people. And I don't just mean fans because they limit fans, but the golfers, their teams, the caddies, the sponsors, the corporate partners, the members, the media, like all of TV that. Crews, yeah. Right. They've got all, they've got to have space for all of those people. And the airport is pretty small. And so they've got another one that does mostly private. And then they've got the main airport, which, by the way, features a putting green and greenside hazards and a center pin location. Of course. Of course. Right at the airport. So, of course, I would take a photo of that. You can check it out on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and then also on our Facebook page. Producer Jay put it up there as well. It was super cool. That was not the best part of the trip, though, I was blown away by just seeing it and being there in its in its orbit. But I'll tell you about the event in my speech coming up. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.